Time to call this meeting to order. She's good. Start with the prayer and a pledge. Holy Father, thank you for gathering us together tonight to do your will as it regards the city of Reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Bronner. Here. Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner's absent. Mr. Tommen. Here. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Edichigo. Here. Make a mo motion that we excuse Mr. Boehner. Second. So a motion by Mr. Powell, second by Mr. Bronner to excuse Mr. Boehner. Uh, voice vote, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? It carries approval of the minutes from February 21st. Legislative meeting is next. Is there a motion? Make a um, motion to approve. Second. All right, so we have uh, Mr. Tama making that motion and Mr. Powell seconding that motion. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Audience asking participation. Gee, I, I couldn't have guessed this one. Go ahead, state your name, five minutes. Bob Ashbrock, 221 Walnut Street, Reading, Ohio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As many of you may know, I serve on the board of directors of the Mill Creek Alliance, a local nonprofit organization that's doing great work in the Mill Creek Valley to plan, coordinate, manage, and monitor various projects and activities that have greatly improve the water quality within that stream, a very important natural resource within our community and uh, throughout Hamilton County. Um, and particularly, I wanted to mention to you one of the projects that they have planned, two of them actually, um, uh, that very heavily affect the city of Reading. Uh, this spring, um, momentarily, I suspect, there will be work beginning on the removal or mitigation of two low head dams that are in the Mill Creek, one just south of uh, Clark Road, the other one further <coughs> south down by the Schweitzer Construction Company. Um, these low head dams are an obstacle to migration of fish, and certainly they uh, are an obstacle for those individuals who might be uh, uh, interested in canoeing or kayaking on the, on the stream. So look forward to that, and there'll be more news, I'm sure, to share as that work progresses. Um, but in, in, beyond that, I, I wanted to call to your attention um, the opportunity to learn more by viewing their um, recent State of the Mill Creek address, um, March 1st. They conducted such an event, um, and it was uh, recorded by ICRC-TV, and while we're no longer an ICRC TV community um, because of the um, contribution of our neighbors to the north and elsewhere uh, that activity continues to enable these civic events to be um, memorialized for others to view so if you were to go to the ICRC TV um, dot com and scroll down to the bottom uh, there's an there's a heading described as events and you'll see on there the state of the Mill Creek address. And uh, you can click on that and watch it. There, it's highly technical in many ways because it goes into great detail 
about various parameters that are checked in terms of water quality. And I think it will be educational and informative for all that would be interested in viewing that. There is a more of a personal aspect of it as well. And that a gentleman from um, Elmwood Place, I believe, gave his personal accounts of um, his fishing uh, experiences on the Mill Creek, relating the improvements that have occurred over these last 10 years or so. And um, it's replete with pictures of uh, some of his prize catches. So. I think many of you will be surprised to learn how healthy that stream has become as a result of the um, efforts of the organization uh, that I've mentioned and with which my association makes me quite proud. So uh, once again, I, I ask you to take a look at that and um, continue to support them in whatever way possible. Um, they are a nonprofit and would always be interested in donations. but. Um, uh, Yes, they, they do work. They will be beginning their series of urban stream adventures in which it's possible for um, individuals to utilize canoes that they own or have available to them to allow folks such as council members or any other citizen of Reading to um, experience the Mill Creek firsthand at water level. So again, um, thank you very much for your attention and I ask you to take a look at that uh, that particular video. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Ashbrook. Thanks for sharing. Any question? Yes. Um, you know, just real quick, just to add on to that, the Mill Creek Alliance also has a Facebook page that you can follow, and their State of the Mill Creek address, I think, also is posted on that page, too, and they list all their events. Um, we canoed, my husband and I, on the Mill Creek um, last year, which is something I never thought I would do growing up around here, but it's pretty cool. Um, and it's really neat way to, like Bob said, to see all the wildlife and everything that's coming back and that the water is actually a lot cleaner than it used to be. Very good. Mr. President? Yes, go ahead. Um, yeah, I want to say that uh, I've, I've been, I've had the pleasure of being at a lot of the meetings and trying to make it every time um, to, the, to the Alliance. Um, I was really astounded at how, how much that has improved. Um, and in fact, I understand we have a, at least one pair of nesting bald eagles uh, along the Mill Creek, which is kind of cool. Um, the acres down there has put in uh, is putting in a landing for for canoes, um, and uh, so there's a lot of activity going on. That's pretty nice. Any others? I got one question for you, Bob. Sounds to me that stream is so clean that there will be no more tree frog beer ma being made. Correct. All right, moving on. Uh, any other audience participation? Uh, we got three other people. All right, moving on from that. Reading of communications, we have none. Guest speakers, I'm guessing we have none. Executive session, none is scheduled. Moving on to guest administrative official reports, Mayor Bemis. Yeah, thank you, Mr. President. I'm gonna read down the list, I have quite a few. Um, since last meeting, I attended a Reading Community Schools uh, buildings and Grounds Committee meeting uh, where we discussed M&Ds. Uh, M&D wants to build a new parking lot that will be added on to Reading's auxiliary lot already. Uh, it'll get another 60 to 70 cars, you know, off of our streets. So uh, Reading Schools and uh, the city is working with M&D to accomplish that. At that meeting, we also talked about uh, the possibility of using Hilltop Youth Soccer Fields again. 
Uh, we didn't use them last year because of the construction going on on Thurn Ridge. We also talked about the possible use of the old central school lot for soccer. Uh, I've since been notified uh, that we're, we're able to use both, Reading Youth Soccer. I think there will be two fields at Hilltop, uh, two down at Central School. They were desperately needed. We're, we're just running out of field space. We, again, lost the Roman Haas fields um, where the MSD sewer went through. Uh, we lose the use, at least on rainy days, of one of the Hafey fields. So I want to thank our Reading Community Schools for that and uh, our school board for working with our city. I want to thank John Vance, who spearheaded that from our city's point of view. But we worked hard to make that happen. And, you know, we, we work hard to give our youth excellent opportunities in this community to keep them in shape, doing good things, and, and learning to be a part of a team. Um, on uh, the 16th of February, I attended a Reading Bridal District board meeting. Uh, we discussed the designated outdoor refreshment area, the door. We continue to work on that. I know there will be a public hearing. I think it's the city has pretty well uh, done what we need to do. But again, we'll have to run that through council here. And and uh, we continue to run through administration. So um, we'll get that done. We also talked about uh, the holiday walk, which was added on to our, our crib dedication and Christmas tree lighting. And that will happen on December 2nd this year. Uh, it'll be improved. It'll be on a Saturday this, this time from six to eight and i think everybody's looking forward to a different day you know it's hard for us to shut down benson street you know before six o'clock on a friday in fact we can't because of bank drive-throughs it's against the law to, to shut them down so i think it'll be a little bit easier but we continue to work on that and thank the rbd for all they do um i reviewed the permanent appropriations patrick put that um, put together and been working with Andy and the Finance Committee and we hope that gets passed tonight unless anybody has any concerns and Patrick hasn't heard anything there so um, you know looking forward to that passing that's a lot of work um, you know for us though you know not, not a lot of discretionary funds you know pretty much each year you add on you know raises we give to employees and rising costs of garbage removal and health care and things like that so anyway thank Andy for his work there and the, and the uh, Finance Committee. Uh, our city and We Thrive have been awarded a $15,000 uh, mini grant through Hamilton County. I want to thank Donna Wiggins and We Thrive who continue to do great things here in our city. We've worked with them on that. Um, you know, through that, uh, I think we'll get three new AEDs to help and, you know, when people lose a heartbeat and their life saving uh, devices. And there will now be one at, uh, as soon as we get them, one at the Reading Library. Uh, believe it or not, when ambulances are gone, there isn't one here. So there will be one here, and I believe the other one goes to St. Peter and Paul Academy. Uh, they needed one as well. Uh, I will report on it. I also attended the, the Milk Creek, Milk Creek uh, State of the, um, well, the State of the Milk Creek Address at Gorman Farm on March 1st. Uh, it was reported that the creek is cleaner and healthier with more fish than wild, and wildlife than in quite some time. I canoed it as well. It, it's, it's unbelievable to do it. You know, having grown up close to the Mill Creek, it, it doesn't take long. You get on a canoe, you don't know where you're at. And uh, it is an incredible trip, and it is. A lot more wildlife. It, it's amazing, as Bob said, the, the pictures of the fish. You know, a foot long, 16 inches long, walleye, and all the other fish. I'm, I've never been much of a fisherman, but uh, anyway, you know, even they say with, with eagles now there, it's proof that there's food for them. 
so more wildlife than ever. But anything, anyway, I too want to uh, thank the Mill Creek Alliance and the Mill Creek Yacht Club, both headquartered here in Reading. And again, we as a city work very, very closely with them because the Mill Creek is important to us. And we've worked for years. Um, you know, during my years as mayor, again, we worked with MSD, uh, a treatment facility that takes 52 million gallons of raw sewage out of the creek each and every year. Uh, we work to get a flood bench. Uh, we have ordinances since the years I've been mayor here that, that help protect the Mill Creek. Uh, again, we work with the, the Yacht Club and the Alliance on, on projects, restoration projects and cleanup projects. And anyway, I'm proud of where it's come to. It's been a lot of work and want to thank all the many volunteers that are part of that. And the Mill Creek Alliance, again, it's wonderful to have here in our city. Um, last Sunday, I was at a meeting uh, at our American Legion to help veterans uh, get involved uh, with the honor flight program if you know of any veterans over the age of 65 it, it's a wonderful day a long day um, daryl courtney went said an outstanding trip i think they go to 14 different uh, monuments and museums um, but if you know of anybody over age 65 uh, they want them to have a chaperone i think you gotta be at the airport at 5 45 a.m you don't get home until after 9 p.m uh, it's a long day, but well worth it. And so we work with our legion to help make that happen. Um, on Monday of this week, um, Chief Courtney, um, uh, John Vance and myself, we went, met with MSD reps to discuss all the restoration work that needs done uh, from the creek bank, you know, uh, through the Hafey fields, behind the homes on Bernard Avenue, in front of our pool, up to West Street. A lot of work needs done. They're well aware we need, there's no sidewalk now that goes from the pool parking lot to our pool. We want that done ASAP. They need to get grass, seed down and straw. So by mid-May, we'll start filling our pool. We don't want all that debris uh, blowing into the pool. So we went over quite a few things with them. Um, a lot of work left to be done there, but they seem very cooperative and hopefully that work will get done. I know on the walking trail, they said they will move it, you know, towards Reasonburg Lane just a little bit because of the stability of the creek bank there isn't the best. And with them taking out uh, the honeysuckle and things, uh, you know, now if somebody would fall, they would go right into the creek. There will be a split railing fence there to help protect people. Um, but anyways, the, the future's coming where, you know, bank stabilization is going to be something else. There's areas right next to that walking trail where it's a, it's a cliff. Uh, so anyway, those honeysuckle bushes, I know a lot of people don't like them, but they keep that bank there. And if somebody would trip, it, it's good they're there. Um, but anyway, we also started to discuss the Reading Road project that's coming up. And that MST is going to go right down the middle of Reading Road. Uh, two lanes, um, you know, starting here potentially next week, but within the next couple weeks for sure. Two lanes of Reading Road will be closed for the remainder of this year, unless unless they get, you know, better progress than what they thought. You know, there will be one lane open each way. But again, uh, you know, we're working with them on that, and we, we will communicate as best we can. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a federally mandated project. Nothing we can do at this point but cooperate and try to make it go as quickly as possible. We've been uh, talking to businesses about it for some time. They promised to communicate with our schools, uh, you know, and everybody in the area. So we'll be working with them on that. Also, you know, as luck will have it at the same time, Hunt Road, 
you know, between Waxwing Drive and Kroger's will be shut for six to eight weeks, totally closed. Again, this is a project in Blue Ash, part of Hunt Road is caving into the creek there. You know, they got to take the electric poles down. They got to move the electric so people continue to have electric. Um, and they got to rebuild that road. And with no place to stage equipment, it, it's just flat going to be closed six to eight weeks. And, you know, something will work as best we can. Uh, detour signs will be put up as the project gets closer. Uh, Patrick at, at our staff meeting today, uh, Patrick's been ill, which is why he's in here. But he sent us maps of where uh, detour signs will be placed. and. It's going to be a royal pain, but it's it's something that needs to be done. You know, can't afford to wake up one day and and lose that part of the road. Now, our part of Hunt Road, where the sidewalks collapsing, is on bedrock. And again, once again, we have architects working on that. I think we saved uh, eleven thousand dollars. We were told. I still had copies of what was done uh, back in two thousand and four and two thousand and eight with a landslide there. Uh, you know, on Hunt Road, um, in between Furman and Wax Swing there. But anyway, it might be a couple months before we have estimates, again, on what's recommended to be done. Um, on March 11th, this Saturday, St. Jo John's United Church of Christ uh, will have their German Heritage Dinner from 5 to 7 p.m., $12 for adults. Um, I think it's $9 for kids under age 12. Uh, the proceeds go to the Bob Christopher Scholarship Fund. Uh, that goes to a Reading High School student. My dad went to school with Bob Crisfield, a wonderful man, wonderful athlete. And you know, simply can't say enough about St. John's United Church of Christ and what they accomplish each and every year, as, as well as St. Paul's and Our Lady of the Valley. You know, it's incredible what our churches do uh, for all of us. Um, uh, on April 1st, the American Legion's Ladies Auxiliary will have their casino night at the Hafey Fieldhouse. The proceeds go to our uh, Fireworks here that will happen on July 2nd. The Legion Festival is July 1st and 2nd this year. Uh, so anyway, but the again, the American Legion's Ladies Auxiliary is unbelievable in what they do. And uh, I think last year was close to a $6,000 check. And I think those fireworks are between $13,000, dollars $14,000. You know, it's a huge help uh, to us uh, to be able to put those on. Our Easter egg hunt will be held on April 8th at 10 a.m. At the, at the Hafey Fieldhouse. I think... Uh, yeah, Easter egg hunt at the Fieldhouse, yep, April 8th, 10 a.m. Uh, cleanup Reading will be on April 22nd at 10 a.m. until noon. And honestly, every day is cleanup day here, but, you know, it's, a, it's an event each and every year here since I think the early 1990s. The Girl Scouts started that, and we appreciate what they do. But at 10 a.m., we'll have two different groups meeting, one at Canning Park Small Pavilion, one at St. Peter and Paul Cemetery. Um, and again, a special thanks to everyone who works hard to keep our city litter free every day. Um, you know, ask people, you know, get to talk to different organizations, um, you know, day in and day out. But anyway, ask everybody to please consider joining or supporting one of our incredible organizations here, our American Legion, our Eagles, our Knights of St. John, our Reading Historical Society, our Qantas, each outstanding organizations do outstanding things you know, year in, year out, and they need help. They need more active people. And uh, so if anybody's bored or, or, you know, needs something to do and you want to meet wonderful people and do wonderful things, you know, any of the above. You know, again, American Leeds and the Eagles, Knights of St. John, Historical Society, Qantas, I hope I didn't miss any. Um, 
I want to say congratulations and good, and good luck to our Reading High School wrestlers who qualified for state, two brothers, Gage and P.J. Murphy and Dickie Angle, all, all qualified for the state finals. An incredible accomplishment for anybody that follows wrestling at all. It's an incredible sport. You know, it's a sport you can dominate a whole match in one slip and you're on your back and pinned and done. It's, it's, it's an incredible accomplishment to get there. But you know, always disappointed with our news, the, the, the lack of all the good things that, that they could report that they don't. You know, it seems to be the bad things. But just for Reading High School over the uh, uh, winter sports, students have excelled in many ways, including girls and boys basketball, excellent season, girls and boys bowling, I think both league champs, sectional champs. We have an outstanding mock trial team at the high school, an outstanding dance team. We had a state qualifier in, in diving as well as the wrestling team. Um, you know, Reading High School also had a group of outstanding students who raised $6,500 as a part of the Night for the Fight program. Uh, and, and the goal is to eradicate childhood cancer. Um, Todd Foreman from MND started this program about eight, nine years ago. My wife was one of the original uh, guidance counselors involved with that. It's all students. The students do all the work, raise all the money, and the last four or five years in a row, uh, close to a quarter million dollars each year uh, to eradicate childhood cancer. And we've had two Reading High School students in the last six, eight years. Um, so anyway, that, that have fought cancer. So anyway, an outstanding night, outstanding students doing incredible things, and you would think those type of things would be on the news every day and night, but somehow don't make it. Um, another one, congratulations to our assistant uh, fire chief, Paul Gallo. Uh, Paul's last day is with us, uh, fr is this Friday. Uh, Paul gets to retire, we're happy for him, but we're gonna miss Paul. Paul's been an outstanding member uh, of an outstanding fire EMS department for over 30 years. And, and Paul's one of the best of, once again, an outstanding fire EMS department. We wish Paul the best. And as a matter of fact, we're gonna try to keep him busy and keep him around as best we can. Um, but anyway, we will miss Paul. Also, our, our deepest condolences go out to Michelle Cranler, one of our uh, deputy treasurers. And Michelle's been with us, I think, over 30 years. Uh, lost her mother. You know, very hard for Michelle, but Michelle is a Morrissey, and the Morrissey family, uh, very, very involved here in our city uh, to make our city better in many ways for many, many years. So our deepest condolences go out to Michelle, a heartbreaker for us here. Uh, the reminder, too, you know, it seems like every week you hear, you know, a, a driver hitting a pedestrian. You know, we beg people, please slow down as you drive. Keep your eye out for pedestrians. You know, especially our young students getting to and from school. But you know, the opposite side of that is to warn people to, to pay attention as you walk. You know, there's times when it's the pedestrian's fault and, and, and not as much the driver. So please, everybody, pay attention whether you're walking, whether you're driving, please slow down. Um, coyotes have been spotted in our city. Uh, we had a family up in, on Waxwing Drive up in Maplewood, six coyotes in the middle of the road. Um, but anyway, anytime you feel in danger or, or feel threatened, call our police department. You can dial 911, you know, 24-7. Our police will respond. You know, but the, the things you can do to help, don't leave pet food out. Watch your pets when they're out. Keep, keep lids on garbage cans. Like I say, don't, don't leave things for them to eat. You know, a lot of times 
uh, critters like that don't hang around if there isn't any food. But, you know, they are around neighboring communities, uh, you know, are, are, are spotting them as well. Um, but again, you know, there, there's, it, it, it's not an easy thing. So if you feel threatened, call please. And last for me, electric aggregation opt-out letters will be sent out soon. If you want to want to be a part of our electric aggregation program, you do nothing. Um, you know, Patrick has estimated for average users of electric in the summer, you'll save 20 to $25 a month. Uh, it's great to be a part of. If you're with another supplier, you will not get a letter. But if you, if you want to be a part of it, um, you do nothing. If you have any questions, uh, please call City Hall. That's it for me. Good. Any questions for the mayor? Go ahead. One question. Um, on the Reading Cleanup Day, will there also be a hazardous waste? Um, at the, um, usually, I think, at the city garage is where. You know something? Uh, we will get that out. You know, I know I'm so sorry. Our garage will be open. I believe they're open from 8 to 2.30. They do go around town and, and pick things up. I'm not sure the last several years as a part of a grant, Daryl had a big dumpster for tires and they did collect. I'm not so sure about the hazardous, but if not, we'll make sure that that gets on the webpage again where to take things. So thanks for that. Just real quick, uh, the mock trial team you, you briefly mentioned, they're also competing at state this Thursday and Friday. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Yeah. Incredible, how many years in a row now? It's and Dionic, a lot, a lot. <laughs> They and, put in a lot of work and they, they do great work. And Andy, he, he just reloads, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. I mean, year in, year out. And they, they beat teams from here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, outstanding program. Any other questions? I've got one. Real quick, Go ahead. President. Good. When the uh, Say Soccer starts down there at the, at the old school lot, is there a, a website or somewhere that the residents nearby can go to look and see if the, this, there's a schedule when they know there's going to be activity there so they can kind of be prepared for that? Is there a, a practice schedule which you might not find on a website or something along those lines that we can just kind of alert them to that? Well, you know, Andy, we'll work on that. Believe it or not, you know, John Vance, who works for our city, spearheaded a meeting just about a month ago. And, I mean, they, they really had nowhere to, nowhere to go. So really, it was just last Wednesday, you know, we, again, the school board has to meet, make decisions just like you guys. So it was just last Wednesday we found out about uh, Central School, Thursday about Hilltop. So I don't even know if there's schedules yet, to be honest with you. Now, again, uh, Susan Slavey, um, if you can, try to get a hold of her because she coordinates. Um, but anyway, you know, it, it, it'll go through the school, but again, as a city, um, you know, we will go from taking care of Roman Haas fields to, to helping, you know, get that ready. You know, we always like to keep kids in shape. You know, kids being out of shape, it's going to be a major, major cost for all of us in this country. But yeah, the, uh, we will find out. We'll try to get that on our webpage. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think usually you can find, like, the game times and stuff, the practices or something that, you know, may not be on there. So just, just to keep them informed, it was something, you know, that yeah. some of the residents we talked to, and, and that was just one of their concerns. And, you know, they were used to the traffic, and now they're used to the quiet, and yeah. things are going to change again, so it would be nice to be able to keep them informed. Yeah, and it, you know something, I, I, I think, again, found out on a Wednesday and Thursday, I think the soccer goal showed up on Friday, and my sister Bonnie had a call five minutes after the soccer goals were there, and so I had a phone call five minutes after that. So, um, you know, again, you know, it's zoned there. Um, you know, for school and school activities. So, you know, it, it is zoned for it. 
um, you know, we'll make sure as best we can. I, th I think it's for kids fourth grade and under, so I don't think soccer balls are going to be flying here, there, and, and, and everywhere. There will be signs up to, to be used by permit only because it wouldn't be good for adults to be playing there. You know, we don't need soccer balls going out onto Jefferson or Bonnell or Hawker Mechanic for that matter. So we, the police are well aware, to, you know, as soon as you put up soccer goals, people come in. So we were a little concerned about that, but again, we'll, you know, we're trying to find places for them to play and do things, and they're that sad. And it didn't, you know, we, we went down, took a look at it, and believe it, it was in better shape than what we thought it was going to be. So, but we will work on that. Good idea. Awesome. Mr. Powell. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, to tie together the school district and Coyotes, to let everybody know that uh, there's been a geese problem at the new ball fields up on the site of the former Hilltop School. So the school district has put basically fake coyotes out in the fields to discourage the geese. So if any residents uh, are driving up on the hilltop and drive past, do not be alarmed by a coyote out in the middle of the ball field. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. It's on yeah. both the, the boys' field and the girls' field. Yeah. It is odd that that, that that both happened. I'm glad you said that, too. Within a week of each other, we get the call on the one, and then I see the picture of the other. Hopefully they don't get shot. It's, it's, against, <laughs> it's against the law. Well, my, my question for you is, uh, was that a daytime sighting, or was that nighttime? Well, you know, obviously it wasn't pitch dark. Yeah, it's in, yeah. yeah, I've had coyotes in my backyard, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we need to have some sort of mitigation plan. Well, you, you, it, 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 I'll tell you this, you know, it's not an easy thing. You know, there are some communities, um, and I, I won't mention them, that, that do have areas where you can lure animals and do whatever. But here in Reading, that's a difficult, it's a difficult. Not thing. in my yard. <laughs> anyway. Anybody know any bow hunters? Send them my way. Well, and be careful with that, though. <laughs> Just please do. You know, there's laws I would, Check with the police department. Yeah. Open department. season in Ohio for coyotes 24-7, except during deer season. Okay. All right. I checked. Please be careful, everybody. <laughs> Please. All right. Moving on. Uh, safety service director's report. Do you have one for Patrick, or is it all? I think that, that Patrick supplied a fair amount right. of that. So. Law director is not here, but he has a report. Would you like to read that for us, please? <clears throat> okay. To the Council of the City of Reading. Sorry. To the Council of the City of Reading, the following is an annual report of the activities of my office for the year 2022 as required by Ohio Revised Code Section 733.62. All statements, unless otherwise indicated, reflect activities as they appeared at year end December 31st, 2022. Monies received. No funds were received in connection with litigation or collection by this office in 2022. <clears throat> Mayor's Court. Data regarding pros prosecutions and fines collected, collected has previously been provided to Council by Mayor Bemis and Poli Police Chief Edens. Sex offenders. I continue to monitor offenders who establish residences within the city in violation of RC 2950.034, which prohibits such offenders from residing within a thousand feet of school premises or daycare premises. 
Most choose to relocate voluntarily when notified that they are in violation. Several have received letters notifying them that, they, that their residence is within a thousand feet of school premises. This problem largely exists near Bemis Field and the Memorial Stadium complex. Other litigation. The city has an interest as a class member in two class action lawsuits seeking to recover damages from pharmaceutical providers for the opioid epidemic. As a class member, Redding is, <clears throat> is a passive participant in the lead plaintiffs are, ha are handling the litigation. Litigation pertaining to amounts owed to police officer Anthony Roth as a result of an arbitration toward reversing his termination were resolved by the court order entered July 6, 2022, and this matter is now closed. The matter was handled on behalf of the city by Schroeder, Mondrell, Barbier, and Powers. <clears throat> Potential and threatened litigation. Resident Don Likens has threatened litigation over several public record requests and other matters pertaining to his use of the VYO Hafey Fieldhouse. As of this writing, nothing has been filed. Attorney Joe Braun is handling matter, matters pertaining to Mr. Likens. Other. Council, when necessary, will be asked to approve the employment of attorneys who may handle specific matters on an as-needed basis. In the past, following attorneys have handled matters involving mayor's court appeals and conflicts of interest, specific legal opinions on individual matters, land appropriations advice, and economic development. The list does not include others who consult directly with the Administration and Civil Service Commission on Employment, Collective Bargaining, and Civil Service Matters. Daniel Utt, Matt Brew, John Mexroth, Joe Braun. Other issues will be addressed as they arise. Uh, sincerely yours, David T. Stevenson, Law Director. He's not here to ask any questions, but there are a couple people I have a question for regarding that. Uh, in the Anthony Roth case, I'd like to know, and so would some other residents here, how that was paid, what font site it came out of, and what the amount was. So, auditor, treasurer, mayor, how'd that go? You know something? Uh, well, I think from my standpoint, I'm going to let the law director decide how he wants to answer that. So I think I'm going to give that answer. There was a payment to Mr. Roth. There was a payment to the city's tax department. Um, and there was a payment to the pension fund. So I'll talk that far. Moving on, treasurer's report, Mrs. Owens. Thank you, Mr. President. I do have a report. I have numbers for February and year to date. The total income tax collected in February was 563,747. The breakdown of this is 62,179 in individual tax, 17,868 in business net profits tax, and 483,701 in payroll withholding tax. The total income tax collected in 2023 so far was 1,383,353. The total collected up to February in 2022 was 1,320,871. I would like to also say thank you to all of our residents who have already filed their 2022 tax returns. It's been a nice steady season so far, 
and a reminder to everyone else that tax returns and first quarter estimated payments are due April 17th. We have lots of options for filing. You can file electronically on our website. You can download a paper return from our website, or you can go to the office and Michelle, Shannon, or Diane will prepare your return for you. And as the mayor mentioned, it's been a very sad, very tough week in the tax office with the passing of Michelle's mom. So our condolences. That's all I have. Is it on the podium? No, it's, I'll turn it down. Any questions for Mrs. Owens? All right, moving on. Auditor's report, Mrs. Smith. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, please come by and take a look at my office. Our city service group did a great job for um, painting and helping with the ceiling of my office, and then the floors were also done, so it looks great. So make sure to stop by. Um, and also the caucus room looks amazing too. So. Um, and then just as far as payables go, we're getting excited for the new computer system the next coming months. They think the go live will be mid-July to late July. Um, so a lot of the city departments have been in training and then we will open it up to department heads and other people that'll be uh, training for purchase reasons. So this doesn't just happen in my office. This is city payroll. This is the treasurer's office for part of what they do. Um, the front desk staff for taking in money when they do and also my office of the account payables. So this has been a long time coming. We're getting super excited for the transition um, and everybody's working hard on the implementation. Um, and besides that, I think that's all for me for tonight. Thank you. Any questions for Mrs. Smith? I have a question. Good. Uh, Sabrina, do you know if the uh, tables come back? The tables? The for table what? in the caucus room. Oh, when is, is it ordered? Or are you asking? I'm asking, well, there's no table in there now. Correct. Plastic table. Correct, yes. There will be, they will be ordering it. So there's some people okay. that are helping to project manage that on our staff. So um, yeah, Just there curious. will be furniture eventually. I'm working off folding tables too. So we're trying to make sure to get the best price and something that looks good, so. Good. <clears throat> Moving on, council committee reports. Finance, Mr. Bronner. Thank you, Mr. President. The Finance Committee met last month on the 21st. The Safety Service Director presented his appropriations draft, and after some discussions and at least one change, the committee recommended the appropriations for distribution and approval to council. Thank you. Any questions? All right, moving on. Utilities, lands, and buildings, Mr. Bishop. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I have an update of some stats provided by Mr. Ebel at ESP Media on the viewership last time. Uh, last time we had 49 live viewers, uh, 119 total impressions. Um, archive viewers on YouTube were 23, and listeners to it on podcasts were 60. Um, so the, the the trend is the trend is generally down in some cases, um, and we have uh, four people now. This time I think last time we had two. I'm sorry. Does that did we have? I forget. Did we have two last time in the audience? I believe. So. I think it was I think just so. two. I think it was two. two. Yeah. Okay. Try to keep track of that along with the the other stats. That's all I have. Any questions for Mr. Bishop? I guess we're not that exciting. Zoning, planning, environment, Mr. Powell. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, 
I was unable to attend the State of the Mill Creek speech because of a work commitment, uh, but did end up watching it. I believe Mr. Ashbach pretty much gave the rest of my report, so I'll just keep it short and sweet here. So, All right. Any questions? Moving on. Uh, laws and contracts, Mrs. Edichico. Thank you, Mr. President. I held a Laws and Contracts Committee meeting on February 13th. In attendance were me, Mr. Powell, and Mr. Boehner. In the audience were Bob Ashbach, Don Lankins, and Lisa Brewer. Um, during this meeting, we discussed the updated property maintenance codes and the issue of having the Board of Zoning Appeals review appeals for those whose properties have been condemned. Since the meeting, I've been looking into what other cities um, do in this situation or what boards they have review these appeals. And I have talked to Dave Stevenson about this. He's going to look into this during his downtime and get back to me. So once I get that information together and I hear back from Mr. Stevenson, I'll send that on to my committee and I'll schedule another meeting. And that's all I have. Any questions? All right, moving on. Public health and safety, Mrs. Kroger. Thank you, Mr. President. <clears throat> as far as what I have, um, just as a note to all of us, that black knob over there, that turns down, they use council chambers for um, training. training purposes so they have to make sure that they can hear calls come in. So if you're in here and it scares the bejesus out of you, you can you can turn it down over there. You just taught me something, Shell. <laughs> me too. I, didn't I always know. wondered what that was. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as the police department run count goes, um, calls of service we had 854, uh, 31 auto accidents, uh, 94 booking of original charges, and total criminal charges of 136. And then total citations issued were 110. Um, and then as far as our run count for the fire department, there were 145 EMS responses, 62 fire responses for a total of 207. In the month of February, the police had calls for hit, skip accidents, domestic violence, overdoses, theft, vandalism, and OVI. Even with all that, it was a pretty quiet month. The next drug take back is scheduled for April 22nd. And then Chief Owens has reported that all the stores adapters have been installed on all the hydrants in Reading and Arlington Heights. And again, I would like to thank Assistant Chief Paul Gallo for all his years of service and congratulations on a well-deserved retirement. That's all I got. Any questions? All right, moving on. Service, Mr. Boehner's not here. Mr. Bishop, you have his report. I do. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, the city crew is out patching potholes in the streets. Uh, the mulcher has been out collecting branches. Uh, the city street sweeper has been out. I guess all the debris from all of the storm with storms we had uh, has caused a bit of havoc. Um, city crews have been doing water shutoffs, placing street signage throughout the city. Uh, they've assembled 35 new park picnic tables at uh, Canning Park. Uh, city crews are mapping lead water lines throughout the city. Uh, they're trimming doors at City Hall due to new flooring being installed. Uh, tra a training meeting was held for all personnel on the valve turner we just received. Uh, the Public Works donated a lot of firewood to Reading Feed Mill to help clean up the service area. Public Works removed all of the trees on West Benson Street as they were all overgrown and replanted new ones. City crews repaired a water leak on Bolser Drive at Thurnridge Drive. 
they repaired a water main break on Hunt Road at McGuire, and they finished remodeling City Hall offices for now. Uh, city crews cleaned up the alleyway between 3rd and 4th Street uh, from overgrown brush also. Thank you. Is it? All right. Any yeah. questions? A crew of 14 guys. Sorry about that. Unbelievable. Just real quick, I was going to say, as much as I love trees, I have to say Benson Street looks really good. Um, it was amazing how overgrown those trees really were, and without them there, I mean, it just it really opens up that whole street, and you can see all the gas lights up and down, and it looks really good. And, and even with the new trees in. You know, just to add to that, we had that discussion, again, when we trimmed them last, um, and, and I believe it was close to eight years ago. That's the best from Public Works. You know, this, this council at the time discussed, you know, when the trees get to around eight inches in diameter, you know, in the streetscape, it's about time for them to go. A lot of these were 24, 26, 28 inches in diameter. So that's, again, it, it, it was time. And again, it was something that was discussed truly. You know, I'm, I'm surprised eight years ago we didn't come out with an ordinance. And it is something for council to think about. Because once again, Reading Road's next. And, uh, you know, those trees were planted either in 04 or 05 as part of the Reading Road streetscape. And some of those already, you know, is, you know so you, you plant them and branches hang out into the street. You know, not good for fire trucks or, or trucks, period, that go up and down. So, um, you know, Reading Road isn't too far off looking at those. And, you know, maybe it's time again to think about. Uh, again, a lot of research was done with the type of trees down on Benson, both height, diameter, you know, to make sure that, you know, again, they were scratching up against buildings, they were hurting signs, they were into wires. Um, so anyway, something to think about, another thing to discuss. Another comment on the trees, there's, in, in talking to a, a resident in Ward 2 on Walnut Street, there's also a, a tree, I believe it is one of the Bradford pears that was planted years ago and uh, it is uh, it's getting pretty large and is it the city's discretion to be able to take down these trees the the resident would be in favor of it. it's it's lifting the pavers and it's 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 becoming very overgrown um, is that something that that uh, is that a city discretion thing is that a is that a resident responsibility is that uh, well you know what uh, when when Dave and Pat get back yes there are it, it, I think actually it is a could be a city discretion thing. We again, you know, Mark just read what the crew does. You know, we're not professional tree trimmers. Uh, you, it, we we don't have all the equipment. You know, something to to go all the way around town. We don't have the personnel or the equipment to do them all. Andy, it's a good question. You know, people bring it up. You know, as a part of projects, you know, Third Ridge or Third Street was just being done. Third Ridge was just done you know when it when it's a part of projects we'll, we'll take care of them but you know if they want to call city hall and find out but again it, it, it's it's uh, you know something some things here you know once you do one uh, you, you know the floodgates open up and I we got to be a lot careful of, a lot of discussion about trees earlier right last away? year uh, it, it is in the right of way and it is lifting the the sidewalk in that area is pavers and and it is lifting the pavers and it, it's it's i believe it's one of those invasive pairs um the resident would certainly be in favor of it coming down and it, i believe it is a tree very similar if not exact to the ones that were planted on on benson street 
I do believe it was planted by the homeowner a, a long time ago, though. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, just whose responsibility is it, I guess, you know, yeah. really. I know we had two conjures. what I'm talking about, honestly, if you walk that Walnut Street. But I got a chainsaw and rope. I think we can figure it out. <laughs> there you go. The white volunteer. We've had a, we've had a number of us a number of residents offer to help and and have met to uh, discuss trees and and how they can be of help in, in uh, solving that issue. Um, so I'll be uh, I'll be revisiting and scheduling another meeting of my committee to talk about it and invite them to be part of the discussion. So it isn't the simplest topic. No, it uh, isn't. We'll it no, I was going to say I could add two cents in there too. The, there's the big Christmas tree in uh, Canic Park that they just trim the bottom of it <laughs> you'll have to go buy it um <laughs> but it was hanging over the uh walking path. the walking path yes mm. thank you um and my brother-in-law lives there so it's right in his backyard and he even said like you know it looks ridiculous can we take it down i'll even buy new trees to plant <laughs> like <laughs> that one's it's it's huge and it's it overgrown it's overgrown well not now because they just gave it a haircut but Haircut sure wasn't a buzz cut. <laughs> it, might, it might have been. That was very, that's that's very the problem nice. with the trees; they all grow. Right. The, the landscapers always say that it, it's about a twenty-year proposition for urban landscaping. All right, we got one more, Mr. Tomlin, Recreation. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, the fountains that we approved at our last meeting—they're set to be shipped on the twenty-first of this month, so that we should have time to get them installed before we turn on the water this spring. Uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, reminder, our Easter egg hunt will be on April 8th at the Field House at 11 a.m. Cleanup Breading Day has been scheduled for April 22nd. Uh, passes for the pool. Signups will be May 6th, May 13th, and May 20th from 10 to noon at the Field House. Opening day for the pool will be Saturday, June 3rd. And uh, we're still taking applications for part-time Parks Department employees for this summer. Applicants must be 16 years or older and have a driver's license to work for the parks. Uh, we'd love to have some part-time employees helping out. It's a great job working outside. Kids right. don't like to do that anymore. That's all I have, sir. Very good. Easter egg hunt, 10 a.m., I think. It double check that, because either I was wrong and I could have been. I have 11. Uh, we will double check We'll meet that. again before it. Y yeah, 99% so sure 10. Um, it anyway. could be a typo on my end. We'll just We'll uh, confirm for Some, next somewhere meeting. between Excellent. ten and eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. And any other questions or comments from Mr. Tomlin? All right, moving on. Other business. Anybody have any other business to bring up? Seeing uh, moving on. Legislative session. Reading of resolutions. We have none. Reading of ordinances. We have one. <clears throat> in ordinance to make appropriations for current expenses and other expenditures of the city of Reading, state of Ohio, during the period ending December 31st, 2023. Question. Um, would Patrick, do we know, prefer this to be passed on an emergency? Yes. I, I figured yes. with it being in the budget. But the emergency is not in the title, so we probably need to amend the title. I don't think I printed that one. I'll make a motion to amend the title of the ordinance, adding the emergency. Second. 
So we have an ordinance, or sorry, we have a motion on the floor by Mrs. Edichica, second by Mrs. Kroger, to amend the title of the ordinance to include emergency language. Is there a particular point, emergency point order, language? I believe. That, yes. Uh, wouldn't we also have to include a clause stating the reason for the emergency? Indeed, we would. So that would be a second. Okay. Yep. So we're going to have to roll call that one. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. <clears throat> Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. So we have six yes. The amendment to the title carries. Now, Mr. Powell, go ahead. Guess I'd like to make a motion. Uh, that we amend the ordinance to state the reason for the emergency. Do we have a good statement of the emergency to add? Smooth city operations. <laughs> yeah. I would just say I could say that about Exlax. The due date for Hamilton County to get it in for their meeting. Due date for Hamilton County. Okay, to to ensure that we meet an upcoming deadline for a Hamilton County Budget Commission meeting. I'll second it. Okay, so we have a motion by Mr. Powell and a second by Mr. Tommen to add a, a, a section at the end of the, I'm guessing at the end, yeah, at the end of the ordinance to include the emergency, which is to meet the deadline established by Hamilton County. All right. Sounds good. Again, uh, roll call. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Take Don't. your time, Carl. <laughs> Take your time. Okay, okay, okay. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. So we have six yes. So that amendment also carries. I make a motion to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Second. So that was Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Okay. So you have a motion to suspend rules requiring by the second and third reading by Mr. Powell, second by Mrs. Kroger. Again, roll call. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. So six yes. So the suspension carries. Motion to adopt. Second. Second. Oh, I heard Mr. Bishop first. That's fine. <laughs> I got my name in the book already. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll call, please. We have a motion to adopt by Mrs. Kroger. Second by Mr. Bishop. Roll call. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. So six yes. The ordinance carries. And the ordinance number is? 2023-15. All right. No other ordinances. Miscellaneous business is up. I have some, but I'll let others go first. <clears throat> no one? No one? Okay. Um, one of the residents who isn't me on Galbraith Road um, mentioned trash getting piled, getting blown actually from some apartment buildings across the street from her house. And this probably really goes more to 
Bob's uh, committee. Maybe you can relay it to him. Uh, the trash cans are sitting out when they should not be. I do believe we have an ordinance from the early 2000s that says 6 p.m. till the trash gets 6 p.m. night before till the trash gets picked up. Am I right? Yes. Right. I, I, I think that's how it reads. Yeah, roughly. I think I, there is an ordinance. But it's, it's way back. Ricky Morton but, would be. Okay, so we we probably need to get him on that. Got an address? Uh, it's in the 2400 block. Okay, of Galbraith. Apartments. Apartments. In the S-curves. Okay. Gotcha. What but, day does trash typically run there, Dwight? Uh, pickups is usually Monday. Mondays. Okay. Didn't know if it coincided with the uh, yeah. storm. Yeah. So any kind of wind blowing through there, her yard just gets trashed. And I get a little bit of it, too, but hers just, yeah, it snowed trash in her yard. So I promised her I'd bring that up. So I have. All right. Um, I do have one other thing. Remember last meeting we discussed the East Palestine derailment. Um, I asked people to think about how that would fit into their committees. And I pointed out safety service, but safety committee, also a good one. I don't think you've, uh, you've had a whole lot of time to get anything together on that, or maybe you haven't asked no, what's going on. Okay, I do have... By the way, thank you, Mr. Bishop, for sending me the email from Cincinnati Waterworks. Uh, I'm just going to underline, I have underlined one thing in it, which is incorrect. It says several of the rail cars ruptured. Yeah. Three days after the wreck with explosive ordnance. Okay. Um, which there, there was no reason for that to happen. So going back to the question... Mrs. Kroger, who's going to prevent our governor, our illustrious governor, who knows nothing about chemistry or toxicity, from blowing up another rail car here? Being that he's, he's the head of the state, probably no one, unless FEMA comes in or, you know. This, this was a DOD job. It, it was their plan. And it happened three days after the derailment. Vinyl chloride is nasty stuff, and it turns into dioxin. So don't get real surprised if the whole 1979 issue with dioxin in, in uh, Times Beach gets repeated. You have to go to the history books to look that up. Um, they're probably going to try to run a whole lot of people out of that town. I don't think a whole lot of towns can withstand that. And I don't think Reading's any exception. So we need to have somebody who's going to stand in the way of that kind of idiocy happening again. In my personal opinion, DeWine needs to be impeached and removed. And that's all I'll say. I'll make a motion to adjourn. We have a motion to adjourn by Mrs. Edichico. Second. Second by Mr. Bishop. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? All right. That's it for the night. Have a good night. We're adjourned.